it makes me angry. It also makes me emotional because I think that's why I asked to talk about this is I can understand what this part of me that's pressing needs and what needs to understand because probably repressed feminine. Yeah. My... This is very thematic for Kelsey this week. It's incredible. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Welcome to the reclamation. Today is just Kelsey and I, and we are hitting you up with our own juju today. First, I wanted to talk about though, happy Hanukkah to whoever is celebrating Hanukkah. Um, I did a little research on Hanukkah and something that, you know, I knew about the menorah and you light the menorah for eight days and the menorah is actually, it's actually the candlestick like object. And so there's actually nine candles on the menorah. The one in the middle is used to light the other candles. Oh, anyway, so I knew cool. about that stuff and I was like, where's, what's something interesting about Hanukkah that I didn't know? And I didn't know that Hanukkah does not fall on the same dates every year because the Hebrew calendar follows the moon cycle. So really? Isn't that really cool? Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. The witchiness out, like, <laughs> Did you see my face? Yeah. Yeah. totally um, surprised yeah that's really well, neat. totally that's what pulled me like i'm gonna talk about this right so oh, yeah now i'm curious um a lunar solar calendar and the world over has agreed upon the gregorian calendar and it's just a solar calendar it follows the sun so when you follow the the moon and it's so funny because it's just like Everyone's on the same page, but not. And you'll get why I say that in a minute. So um, the new moon starts a new month. And I was like, this is so easy. Little children could understand the the marking of time with following the moon. <laughs> new moon, yeah. new month. Um, but that cycle is only 354 days. Um, so... Sorry, what I mean to say is they have to add an extra month every three years or so, which is called the leap year for, for the Gregorian calendar, right? So they all match up again eventually because oh. every so often there are 13 new moons in a year rather than 12 new moons in a year. So... Um, he, um, Hanukkah follows the Hebrew calendar and that is why it is a different time of year on the Gregorian calendar every year. Um, you know what I did not research and that's really unfortunate is like, when does it start then? Does it start right on the new moon? Which I don't think it does cause we're in new moon right now and, um, they are not quite through Hanukkah yet. So it must start on like a waxing phase. Anyway, there's my um, fact for the day. <laughs> Super cool. And I got to go look it up. Yeah. Something fun and different to hear about. Mm -hmm. So today on our podcast, Kelsey and I are excited to bring forth um, what this podcast was birthed out of Marco Polo conversations where we would um, go back and forth with each other with interesting information, new ideas, uh, secret history, um, and especially when we were processing through something. Kelsey definitely has been there over Marco Polo for me through the heaviest time of my life thus far and I, so i'm really grateful for that and so we're bringing forth out of the marco polos onto the podcast platform today kind of a an episode 
that would mirror our Marco Polos uh, because Kelsey had something that she wanted to discuss with me like we do on Marco Polos. What are your ideas here? What are your thoughts here? Both of us understand that both of us don't think we know everything. And so it's a really safe space to bounce ideas back and forth. Mm -hmm. And also because we both read energy, we can, we can be each other's blind spots real easily that way. And so it's really a great space that we have created to, uh, expand and to get answers and to discover. So today, Kelsey had something that she wanted to talk through. And that was the idea of worth, self-worth versus worthiness. And so Kelsey, tell, tell me why uh, you wanted to talk about this. When did it come up? And and then, of course, we'll get into the sticky parts of of needing to talk through it. Because obviously, if you already were like, no, I know exactly where I'm at and where I stand on all of this, there wouldn't have to be discussion. But because there's like, oh, I'm trying to figure this out, we get to have this fun discussion. So yes, okay, tell me about the origination of this. So I think about three years ago, I was really owning my path in no longer going to the LDS church or being active in it. And as I was doing that, I was, I was keeping to myself a lot because I, I'm just, I'm all about staying in your own lane and being super respectful of other people, even though they have different beliefs. And my family is obviously very LDS and very active. And so I had been, I had, um, my, my mom understood where I was at and that I was really going through this, this finding myself and owning that path, regardless of what other people were going to think about it. But extended family was not as familiar with where I was and they also weren't around me all the time. So I had this conversation three years ago, um, which surprised me and caught me off guard. Cause typically I, when I go to things, especially when I'm working through these triggers, I like, I plan out what's my, what, you know, principle-based thought, what's my, what, my, why, how, and how will I know when I'm successful? And for whatever reason, I didn't do that in my trip to see my grandparents whom I adore dearly. I'm the oldest grandchild and I'm, I just love them. And so when I went to see them, I got really caught off guard because my grandpa asked me about my church calling. And I, I just totally forgot that I had not introduced him to the world that I'm in and that I love being in and that I am no longer a part of. And so I, you know, was kind of, I was kind of, I was really triggered in this moments because I hadn't processed a lot, but it was all around self-worth versus worthiness. And I got talking to him about it and he was also triggered by my responses, even though they were very, I was really aiming to kind of go back into love and not fear when I was talk, telling him about um, that. I don't have a calling anymore. I don't attend church. And I think I was really calm, but it, <laughs> being triggered was really surprising. And in the end, I, my grandma especially was there and I'm really glad she was because he was very, um, explosive about it <laughs> because in just projecting it in his own ways because of his own experiences. Right. And so I was, I was not, I was trying to not receive that and not take it personally, but this, this little girl that wanted to make my parents happy was the, the little child Kelsey that was coming up. And, you know, that Kelsey needs to be good and follow what her, her grandparents say she has to follow. I remember you talking to me about this actually, and, and how proud you were for, for using that principle. You did not go into it with it. Yeah. Am I thinking of the right instance? You were really proud coming away from this mm -hmm. on how you behaved. Yeah. But then obviously you're saying it, it, the trigger turned on what you were saying, yeah. the little Kelsey. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I was triggered and 
when I really, but every time I felt the trigger come up and I felt my grandpa's projection and I saw his shame coming up big, big, big. And I really went back into my heart about, you know, love. Like I love him and I see him in this. Anyways, it's 222 just for fun. I was going to just show you and like, <laughs> like, oh, we can do this on this episode because you know, we're less professional. <laughs> yeah. Super fun. So I brought it up to my grandpa and my grandma who are very active in the church. And I said, there's just a lot of little things that I'm working through right now. And one of those things is like, what is self-worth versus worthiness? And I brought it up to them and it wasn't, I, I know it was the right moment to say that because I was really kind of going back and listening like inward and upward in that conversation. But that's when it began me realizing that this blind spot of me was really working on healing this part of myself. And then little by little over the past years, I've, I've recognized why my, my mindset, my mindsets have kind of shifted and how I was raised. And I guess I've, I've kind of, Malia, I've been looking back at my mental health and seeing how I've reclaimed self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and then this concept of worthiness and and also going back to what I was saying, my grandparents couldn't answer that question. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because um, I feel like that question in my family would be like taken up and we'd have this rip-roaring conversation on it because we love to discuss yes. things. Yes. Um, but... For, for people who aren't raised this way or even commonly surrounded by people who are just going to like, let's discuss this. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Yes. I, you know, uh, freeze. I don't know what, so they didn't have an answer. So it was more like what, what came up for them when they didn't have an answer? Did they play safe or did they kind of come back at you or what was it? Um, my grandma was really trying to redirect the conversation with love and I could tell that she was very sensitive to my grandpa. He was pretty shaming and I love him, but I know he was, he's working through a lot of his own things right now. And so it really ended in, um, a lot of tears. Actually, I was crying. Just you. I was crying. My grandma was very on the verge of tears. My grandma and I are very big on discussions. We like really enjoy talking to each other. My grandpa is not so much like that. So, but I don't think my grandpa wasn't always like that. He's kind of become more or less like he's become more maybe stagnated. And, um, and so that's kind of how that ended. I really wanted them to know that I am following what I know is right for me. And, um, that I'm not saying that it's wrong for anyone else to go to church, but I'm following what's right for Kelsey and that feels great. And, and since then there's been a lot of healing for me and my grandparents. It's different. I, (laughs) that's kind of how I ended. And since then I'm like, I want to discuss this for you and how you saw it growing up self-worth worthiness. And then as you've, you know, grown into yourself, how that's shifted. Because for me, I was devout in my religion and in everything that I did to follow my spiritual beliefs. So as a young woman, I was very dedicated to my young woman's medallion and getting that, following all the steps in the book. And one of those things is individual worth. Yeah. Which I love. I love that. And on, in the books, like what they say in the books is lovely. And I, I'm, you know, promoter of that. <laughs> but when it came down to it, there was a part of the culture that I was raised in that was um, somehow disconnecting me from self-worth. Even though on, on the, in the books I was writing in my journal. Does that make sense? Oh, no, you totally. I had the epiphany face just barely. Yes, you, sure. did. yes you did. Yes, you did. So... This is not something I 
think I personally addressed in my reclamation, self-worth versus worthiness. Hmm. So it was interesting to take a little study on it. Uh, as per your question, how was how did I relate to self-worth versus worthiness growing up? Very similarly to you. It's like my self-worth was based off of my worthiness and my worthiness was based off of where I fit in the standards that the church had. Um, but then you said that it disconnected you from your self-worth. And I thought that that it was exactly what happened because in my study of self-worth versus worthiness that I just did as my adult self, I, I saw that they shouldn't be connected the way that I connected them when I was young. Yeah. And I think that basing your self-worth off of something external. Yes. That was this set of laws and rules that yeah. you needed follow in order to be worthy and to be with God. I mean, oh, that's really harmful, but I didn't know. And that, that my ability to be with God or not really affected how I saw myself, how I viewed myself. And even more so massively in my family, the way that I perceived my teachings growing up, we were very, um, judgmental outward. And so what was happening inward was this judgment of ourselves, because where did we line up on the standard ladder? And we were also devout high achievers. Yeah. So we were at the top or, or nothing type thing. Yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Then Oof, sorry. That like, <laughs> like, it's like makes me cringe. Cause that's how it was for me. Wow. Yeah. And, so then you say it disconnected me. That's exactly what was happening, but we didn't realize the disconnect happened is because we almost gave up our individuality and our self-worth where we just, where that came from mm -hmm. um, to, to this higher way, this higher law. And my connection to God was through this standard ladder that was created by um, yes and no i have to be really clear on that yes and no but i feel like i've always been very connected spiritually mm -hmm. um so before i really understood the standards and decided like that that was the live all be all i was still connected to this idea of a loving god and mm -hmm. loving spirits that would surround me so, um, but with self-worth, so what's happening right now for anyone's listening is like totally trying to form these ideas as we chat with each other. Cause I'm like mm -hmm. having these epiphanies left and right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so great. And so why I love talking to you, Kelsey. So, um, what's happening inside is that we lose this connection to our spark, um, because it's because maybe if you can picture it like a, a, an electrical cord, I decided to plug it in to the power source of a church. And that's where I was plugged in. And it would tell me whether or not I was valued or worthy mm -hmm. on where I stood with them. And then what was happening is I would, because what's happening inside always goes out. Yes. And so Outwardly, we judged everybody. And our family dinners was a table of let's talk about other people and what they're doing wrong. It wasn't a celebration of others ever. And so um, very judgmental and looking at other people like you're not doing what we're doing and we are the high achievers at the very top of the ladder. So mm -hmm. therefore, you know, I was... I was giving them their worth. So I don't know, self-worth versus worthiness when I was young. 
was intertwined and enmeshed. Yeah. And in a, in, um, I think what I'm going to say here is it was enmeshed in something external because it's possible at the end of this discussion, I'll come to the conclusion that it's still enmeshed, but it's now internal. Yes. So yeah, that answers that question. Well, Very lengthy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, really interesting to hear that. Um, cause I mean, obviously mine is similar enmeshed. Um, and when I got talking to Paige, um, Paige was my life coach and my dear friend, um, I was working on more of my own growth and I brought up self-worth and she said, you know, someone who is a regular Joe Schmo who sits on the porch every night and smokes a cigarette could have more worth than another person who goes to church every single Sunday and does every single thing by the book. And when she said that, I was like, do I really understand what self-worth is? <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's a, that's a great leading question. And that's what you asked your grandparents too. And they, exactly. You know, yeah. Do you understand what self-worth is? And so let's go with that right now. Yeah. Let's mm -hmm. talk about from, you know, when we originated this idea to chat about this on the podcast, what are your current and I really want to emphasize current because we are um, very, um, what is that word they use in astrology where it's, um, you have your fixed sign and your, it's just malleable. Yeah. Um, very malleable in a lot of this as we continue to reclaim. So as of now, mm -hmm. what are your ideas on what is self-worth? And we'll just say that first. We'll okay. So to me, self-worth is, it's almost a deep love and respect for your soul and a connection to your individuality, like a strong connection to your individuality. That's so, what. Okay. So we're talking about good self-worth then. Good self-worth. Yeah. Okay. Healthy okay. self-worth is that. Okay. And, and where it's, no, it's internal. Like it's, you don't need the validation from outside sources to know that you are, you have a divine worth. You are, you know, by just your human right worth love and all those things <laughs> that come with that love and connection and, you know, our human needs, you're worthy of those things. Okay. And so and I want to say self-love, like it just comes naturally. Yeah. Well, the first few words that you said, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I totally love this. It's love and respect for who you are. Yeah. For yourself. And um, I love that. I'm going to talk about what I think self-worth is. Yeah. And then I, I want to go back and talk about <laughs> okay. what struck me when you said that. Um, so for me, similarly, self-worth is we are worthy because we are here. Yeah. We exist. So we're worthy. Um, mm -hmm. that's different, different than worthiness for right now, just for right now. Self-worth is just knowing that I live and breathe. Therefore I'm worthy. And there's, um, a lot of um, uh, if you believe in God, then that he's the creator, then there's this saying that's like, he didn't create a mistake. And so you're not a mistake and all of this. And I was like, that's, I love that sentiment. It is that I, I am because I am. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. and it's for me, self-worth is decided by the self. Uh, it's not external, it's an internal, I mm -hmm. am. Um, it grows or declines with our experiences and how we choose to integrate and move through them. 
Yeah. So another thing you said, um, you know, we are just because we are in healthy self-worth is we're embracing our strengths and our vulnerabilities. We, we see our light and our dark, our yin and our yang, and we hold that whole complete package in love yeah. and respect. Totally. Yeah. Well said. And, and so here's my thought on what you said there. Well said for you. <laughs> love and self-respect is for in my, in my um, allowance, personal allowance, I give myself to be able to um, explore, read about, learn about anything that I wanted and also believe it if it felt good and right to me. I, I have picked up this belief and there's a knowing within me that says we are this, the spark, the soul exists beyond space and time, but let's bring that in a little closer is like, here I am living in this life, but I believe that you had experience before this life and you will have experience after this life. And we're ever expanding into uh, infinity and beyond. And that idea married with your words of a love and respect of who you are really helps for me to bring it home here into my heart space of like, oh, I have this love and respect of the many journeys that I have been on and been through and the things that I have learned and gained and learned and lost throughout, throughout and knowing that I will continue is, it's just like, it's almost like a hopeful, but it's also grounded. It's really hard to articulate it, but I'm going to land right there on that for me, where I'm putting my self-worth is just what you said is this love and respect for who I am without all the shame, pain, and conditioning Yeah, that's been put on me. Yeah. Oh, when I say but that. Even I'm, with it. Even with it. Yeah. Actually really with it yeah really and that's what i said before it was like um embracing our strengths and our vulnerabilities our our dark night light yeah even 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 more with it yeah okay tell me about worthiness oh so worthiness (laughs) i might put a little like warning to people who are who could be members of the church (laughs) Or of any any religion, yes. Thing yeah. that says this is the way it is. I just, I don't. It doesn't vibe with me to have a set guideline of worthiness for someone else to follow in order to come into to receive more light and knowledge. I believe that's everyone's divine right. Is if they're seeking it, they. That's that's my belief. Now, is that if you are seeking to grow and receive enlightenment, then for me, the God that I believe in will give that to you no matter where you're at in the world or what building you're in. And so um, I was really questioning that. Uh, my youngest sister got married in the temple, this temple, um, the last time I was in the temple. And I had really sacred experiences in the temple. And that's what I also want to preface this with. I've thought through and I've been through a lot of experience in life. Like I'm 31, but I've had a big number of experiences to really push my mind and expand it and shift through things. And as I went back to the temple where on paper I was worthy, but I was really like questioning some things because other other things that come into my path resonated with me more strongly including old ideas from very ancient times of a temple being a place where anyone could come and receive more light and knowledge yeah then we have men and their you know 
flaws. That's so funny. Then we have men. <laughs> have men. We're not man haters. I just we are not. Yeah, absolutely. we're not. We're not. We we love men, but you know there was a lot of trauma that ha- happened in our culture, the LDS culture. The the people were all kinds of things happened to them for what they believed, and so they had to put some protections into who was entering in, who wasn't. And it's almost like now those things are still they're <laughs> built on and changed from that foundation of fear. We got to protect what we have. So if you're worthy or not, that matters because we don't want you to burn our stuff down. And anyways, and I don't know if that is true or not, but that's Kelsey's. Okay. Okay. Kelsey's connections she's made over the years. <laughs> okay. So really going back to what worthiness is, is when you are part, when you grow, when you're raised and you're grown into an environment of people that are, have a belief system and values and they've set the standards and you've all chosen to be in this frequency. (laughs) And, and if you're not in that frequency, then you may or may not be worthy according to this tribe. Right. So... It's very like tribal to me. It's like being worthy to be a part of the elites of this group or not, or receive the information this group has or not. And so for me, I was always the good girl. I was always the girl who worked hardest, who even beyond my talents and abilities, like in sports, I really believed in, uh, you know, that working hard could get you anywhere and above those who were naturally talented. If you just worked hard and were consistent, you would succeed. Yeah. I totally see that. I mean, that's the rhetoric that's told by all the coaches and parents, like just work harder. And Oh, how many games were you almost (laughs) down to the wire? And the coach says, this will come down to whoever's worked the hardest. Yes. Yes. And to to a degree, I am all about, you know, what's the word though? Like, I want to have a better word for work hard because it's not, as a projector, you know this. Output for you. It's output, constant output, output. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that. That's not part of my true nature. That's why I got really ill a few times in my life. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so going back to the worthiness, I was wanting to really out give a lot of output of good 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 and then I was always always positive and always always positive until I broke over and bursted all the you know the ceiling I don't know I I just burst it because I was tox like positive toxic toxicity was yeah, kind of a part of my <laughs> what nothing nothing a little side <laughs> mumble it's okay <laughs> I was just a little bit uh, too positive for my own good. Ooh, that's such an interesting statement. And hiding from my dark parts that may not actually be evil. Yeah, I mean, we discussed this a little off the train, but it's, they weren't, and you've reclaimed a lot of them, Mm -hmm. like anger, right? Oh, yeah. and also stillness stillness can be your dark part as a child because you were told to like output 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 but that's true that's that's like a whole nother podcast that (laughs) is definitely connected and yeah i've made this massive connection again through your words so very good very good i'm trying to get to the point just worthiness is trying to be enough yeah. Worthiness is trying to be enough for a tribe of people that you grew up loving and you you want to be enough for them and for what they say that is better for you because you trust them. And then when you grow and expand past what they know, then it makes some for some challenge, right? I'm no longer worthy, but I believe something different. So do I stay in this tribe or do I find another one that's a little more expansive so I can keep evolving and growing and that's where I've been the past five years, you know? And so worthiness to me is put on a whole nother thing. And then deciding how I'm going to raise my kids to have self-worth 
and knowing what self-worth that's not based on worthiness right and external validations Mm -hmm. so that's what this all came from Malia and I I I feel like in my heart of hearts if if more people like if I think about people who have walked really unique paths for example someone who has been down the path of drugs and lived on the streets and was homeless you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. if they had more self-worth they probably wouldn't be in that place like if we all really understood our divine our divinity within us and our innate um rights as a human yeah. And what we should have access to, it would pull a lot of people into a much better place. And yeah. I think, I mean, that's going, that's totally a side tangent, but um, I, maybe this is where I kind of want to come back to for the sake of the people listening. Um, I found my self-worth <laughs> and I did it from radical integrity like Jen put it, yeah. Uh, when no one else could understand why I was walking the path I am. Um, I also lost my self-worth because of seeking love from other people instead of myself. Mm-hmm. Well, as you put it out uh, externally, you know, someone else feed me so that I can... Yeah, know that I'm exactly. Would you say that stepping away from the worthiness from the dogmatic principles of the culture you grew up in um, enabled you to then discover where you are at a in your self-worth where Mm -hmm. am i at here Um, and then b reclaim a large part of it for sure. Oh yeah. I needed to walk that for other people. It might be different, but that's what Kelsey needed. Little Kelsey needed to step into her uniqueness and individuality again, and also not hide away from the parts of her that even her closest people were (laughs) concerned about. And they all had their projections of why they didn't Um, why they were concerned. So for example, I am a quantum Reiki master. I do energy work. I tap into people's energy to help them heal. But at the times of my life where I was trying to reclaim that, I had people coming in and telling me that they were afraid for me (laughs) to be, to walk, be walking down this path. Yeah. Anyways, it was a really good test for me to decide if I was going to keep walking down my own unique path. And yeah. Well, I, I think it's a very necessary thing to have come up when you have chosen your own way. You've got to have the thing come up that says, are you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this pressure on you. And yeah. Can you stand in, can you stand in your whole worthiness here? So, um, you said some really great things that I want to chat about. Um, first, though, when I did my study on this, <laughs> I did I did a study on it. So uh, initially, worthiness in my study came up as within cultural standards. So in religion, which is the culture. Um, you have the very dogmatic, static standard of what says you are worthy or not. And for all the religions that I'm aware of, the major religions, they've been that way since the formation of the religion or the early years of the religion. Uh, Here are the things that you must do in order to be a part of our crew. uh, honored part, you know? Yeah. And then you have the worthiness of cultural standards 
I see in education. I see in what? Yes. Oh my goodness. With money. Mm. See it in, um, well, even in like, (laughs) so I think within each cultural, each culture, there are standards that say, here's how you can be worthy and here's how, what you do to not be worthy. And we see that in families and how much work have I done to say that I am worthy, even though I didn't meet the expectations that were kind of unspoken almost to in my household. <laughs> oh, I also was naughty. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I know now why I was naughty. Yeah. But as my parents, my parents had their own hard things they were working through and to have a naughty child is challenging while you're trying to work through your hard things. So anyway, uh, worthiness is dependent on you being able to meet the standard and you with, with um, a lot of the religions, you can repent and then now you are worthy again. Mm -hmm. Just repent. If you can stop being like this, then you can have this access, right? Access to this. And that's a, that is really across all the cultures where there's this worthiness standard that exists. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I think that that was all I wanted to say as far as... Oh, my gosh. My study on worthiness. What are your thoughts that came up? I just, I love that you put it across the board, like not just religion. This is relying on the expert to tell you how to live your life. And in some ways that is so important, right? Because we only know what we know. And so that's why we have people and friends who know things so we can go to them for some help and guidance, like, right? But yeah, I think I'd take away the word relying on experts. I would say more like um, question, asking questions from the experts so then you can make your own decisions. I don't, yeah. You know how I am with words. <laughs> right. So what I'm saying is <laughs> if the worthiness problem, I guess, where, we can be, where it can become a problem for one's self, and their growth as a, as a person is when they put a little too much on the external validation of experts or have the, putting a little too much power. It really comes down to one's power too. I'm giving all my power to this person to tell me how to live my life because maybe I'm afraid of my own power. And maybe I was raised that my power is bad and evil. Or that you don't have any. Or that I, I don't have any. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, it's a reclamation of those parts of you too. And totally. to then trust your own inner ability to go and find out for yourself. And I mean, I'm dealing with public school right now, deciding how my, how me, how I'm going to address my son's education. And I'm very passionate and excited about homeschooling him because for a lot of reasons, but I've, I feel like it's best for him. For a lot of reasons. And I've let go of it. I've let go of all attachment to doing homeschool. And you know that. But um, as I've been kind of going back into my why, I've been reading, you know, dumbing us down again. I'm just like, <laughs> we were dumbed down. Uh, you know, that's how I was anyways. My my life experience, I've observed little Kelsey. And she didn't actually learn how to truly use her critical thinking skills that are innate to all of us. They were just dumbed down until she was 22 years old um, in a trade school that her mom helped her pay through. It it changed my world to realize, to use my critical thinking skills, Malia. Yeah. Had, but it it, unlocked something. You leveled up. (laughs) Yes, it did. It really did. And I swear that that's a lot of (laughs) public school and not because teachers are bad or teachers are doing anything wrong. It's just generally because of the system and how the system was psychologically created to create workers. And, and it works out for people too. And I'm not saying it doesn't for kids to go into public school, but when you have, I mean, 
this is how I was raised that I needed to go to the doctor in order to know what to do for anything. Then as I started to use my mind, because you and I both know that I've had a lot of weird health things that no doctors could tell me what was going on. Right. I got really in inward to find my answers because I'm very spiritual and I believe in the connection to God. So it's just like, I guess I'm, I, I wrote down something to help us kind of go into concluding of the, the podcast, because this is a conversation we could talk about all day, but, um, I guess the question kind of comes back to how can we truly reclaim our self-worth and our self-love and our worthiness? How can we ensure that we're balanced there? And when I say, yeah, do we have a, a healthy balance of power within ourselves and giving that power, exchanging that power to others? Do you know what I'm saying? Not quite yet. Okay. Well, if I'm in part of a group that I love and I adore them. So I also really love their feedback. Am I giving all my power away to that person to kind of run my life without consciously realizing it? Okay. Is it, yeah. is it equal there? Am I real? Like I'm taking a little bit and really like listening to what resonates or am I just doing what everyone else is doing? You know, there's just, yeah. it's, it always comes back to a balance of power and when you have a balance of power within yourself, you have more happiness and peace and love for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Is that just too far yeah. out? <laughs> no, um, maybe. Um, I, <laughs> I can connect with it is all. I okay. What I'm hearing is that is where you're at with your study and questioning on self-worth versus worthiness you recognize that this comes, my self-worth is coming from inside and my worthiness might be coming from outside and how do I create this balance so that I'm not giving my self-worth away? Yeah. So I actually, after I, I studied worthiness and self-worth from the aspects that you uh, kind of said, study, study these things. It was mm -hmm. more like the religion and the psychology of it all. Um, I went into where I'm at with it and also kind of the Buddhist way was oh, really, really okay. So, and this'll, this'll help tie in. I think I was looking at my notes. I'm how can I tie into what Kelsey yeah. did? Yeah. So for me, worthiness is sense of belonging to um a whole yeah um that is external mm -hmm. it when and when i say that i'm seeing it in a very like here's the word dumbed down way because i feel like nothing is external internal it really is all working together right but we understand it's all we a understand mirror when i say external belonging yeah I say it is the I am outside of myself, mm -hmm. where self-worth is the I am inside of myself. And it's a belonging to who I am, my connection from in to out, worthiness out to in. But outside of the religious context, again, and, and the societal and cultural context, I feel that worthiness and self-worth are the same. This is where I'm landing right now. Okay. Talking about being enmeshed when I was mm -hmm. young, but it was to, it was because I was enmeshed externally to a power that I, I gave my personal power yeah. to. Yeah. Although I say a lot of that with like the context of, I was raised in that, born and raised in that. I didn't know another way. Yeah. Now I know. And now I feel like I can have choice where I give my power. Mm -hmm. and obviously there's blind spots. I'm giving my power and I don't realize. And then I can, oh, okay. Just like I didn't realize I was doing that my whole upbringing. Didn't yeah. realize. So mm -hmm. anyway, they're, for me, they're one and the same. It's this I am 
therefore I am. I am here, I'm living, I'm breathing, I'm a soul, I'm a being in this earth, in this solar system, in this universe, in this cosmos. And also that means I am worthy. Yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> so yeah. that's, that's like, oh, like, what, really? And um, I had... So for with you and in, in how you're connecting the balance of I, I seek outwardly, I don't actually believe you are seeking for worthiness when you're asking for information and feedback and ideas mm. necessarily. You could be seeking for worthiness if you go, oh, um, I'm not aligning with that. I will change who I am to align with that. Or, right. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you clarified that. I'm glad you clarified that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I am not, I am not worthy because I'm not that what you said. And, um, but I feel like the worthiness, <sighs> coming from in and out when, when you're talking about the balance is I asking for direction purely based off of curiosity or frustration or um, like I have no idea even all. fear like lack of information that's what fear is well I actually think that might be the key to the balance issue is why are you seeking the information and sometimes we do definitely seek information out of fear. Um, but is your information to validate your fear? Mm -hmm. and if it invalidates your fear, what happens to your levels of self-worth? Well, how do you, yeah. do you feel worthy to be in the presence or maybe they're not worthy anymore of you, that type of thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I've landed on it. They are, they are enmeshed. One is more external, one is more internal. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I believe this heavily. I know you do. What the work we do inside reflects our outside experience. Yeah. So if you're finding, like, possibly maybe giving your power away to external validation and sources, then there's just inside work that needs to be done on yeah. it. Yeah. Which is I'm smiling because I'm like, oh, I love inside work. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I love it now. Let me ask you this question. Sure. When worthiness and self-worth are separate from one another, mm -hmm. how do you feel? How do they what? How do concept? I feel? How do you feel about that concept? And I want you to like actually take a second I want to have feeling words, emotion words. Like, how, what does that idea feel like to you? Having them separate. What does that feel like? Mm -hmm. Self-worth and worthiness are separate. <sighs> Do you want my... <laughs> oh, yes. I'm so curious. <laughs> They're not separate. So that's the emotion that comes up. Just yeah. all that you're hearing is they're not separate. That's the emotion that comes up. And I guess that's where the annoy, like the anger kind of comes from is because people who are supposedly leading group, other groups of people can't, they don't understand that. So self-worth and worthiness being separate makes you mad. It does. Okay. And then my follow-up to that was. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> what? But what? I don't, there's so much I don't know. There's so much I don't understand. And maybe, yes. you know, a psychologist could come on and tell, tell us something different because there's, I know that there's people that exist out there that were raised the same way that I was raised similarly, but they ended up having much higher self-worth. Yeah. And, and I, I think our conversations with each other, we always understand again that there's so much we don't know and we're not creating concrete ideas here. These yeah. are just, this is just exploration. Like, it totally is. So, yeah. Um, but that is actually why I asked you to feel it and not to think it. What, mm. how does it make you feel? Because 
for me, that is like, that's your truth right now. Yeah. So it makes me go ahead. It makes me angry. It also makes me emotional because I think that's why I asked to talk about this is I can understand what this part of me that's pressing needs and what needs to understand because probably repressed feminine. Um, yeah, my this is very sympathetic for Kelsey this week. It's incredible. Yes. <laughs> the fact that she said that, I was like, oh, wow, of course. Yes. I felt like I've, and I see it in the women around me, there's this big repression of the feminine nature, of the divine feminine. And I know that it's linked to self worth and worthiness. And I want to empower women to really step into who they are and to not be afraid of their worthiness to some other group or bigger group. Instead, to go inward and upward to tune into who they are and how they listen to the guidance of who they believe in, what they believe in. So they can then go out in the world not feeling repressed, but feeling free and confident in who they are, even if it's unique. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I am not even going to ask my follow-up question because you kind of answered it in that anyway. And so I loved that. And I love the insight that you brought into my awareness today. Um, worthiness. Another thing you said is worthiness is, was action-based for you, um, which I think may still be true in a healthy worthiness. What are the actions that we're taking? And that's that. Worth, worthiness is outside and self-worth is inside maybe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyway um it feels good you feel good you feel like you've yeah I explored feel, I do feel like I was able to explore that and thank you for that space because I I think there's just teenage Kelsey that is a little angry <laughs> Yeah. teenage and child Kelsey because I was held to a standard that wasn't actually connected to my true nature and therefore separated me from who that was is and I'm reclaiming her <laughs> you know and all her goofiness and all her weirdness and all her unique high sensitivities they're all valid and I'm really wanting to love that little girl and that teenage girl who um, hid a lot of herself from because she was afraid of showing that to the world. <laughs> repressed feminine, repressed divine feminine. It's like, like I was talking to the trees, guys. <laughs> I, was like, I was talking to the trees when I was little and I could hear things when I was little and I could feel things when I was growing up that other people couldn't. And so... And I was shamed for it and not because the people around me didn't like love me, but because they were, that's all they knew. And it was odd. Yeah. And I brought forth things that made them feel things they hadn't felt before. So therefore scared of it, you know, <laughs> that's what, that's the story of my life. Ooh. I'm going to bring forth things, you know, it's, it's a true projector's path is a visionary who might see things before they're actually coming into place and see connections before other people can make the connections. Yeah. And so. <clears throat> well, and, and you also are kind of um, a reflector projector. Yes. <laughs> which is why it can be uncomfortable for people to be with you sometimes. But <laughs> I know, I know I've had my own medicine with that with you before and tried yeah. to hide myself from Kelsey. <laughs> I, don't, I think I might just always be that way and I've totally accepted that. I make I couldn't oh, make people uncomfortable. I don't couldn't unbe that way. And I think <laughs> that actually being aware of being that way uh, will help you to, you know, because we can do certain things that help people feel more comfortable without shutting down who we are. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I, I think that 
I really wanted to say nothing after your beautiful speech you just gave, but I did. And so now we will just close and end and think about this more. Yeah. Carry it on. <laughs> Carry it on. Carry it on. Qu- requ- you know, question your self-worth and where, and not maybe not question it, but observe it. How are you yeah. feeling about how you're worthy of the things that you want and the things that are filling to your soul. Yeah. And just love in general, (laughs) you know, observe that. And we thank you for listening today on the reclamation. Goodbye. Bye.